Hey everybody, this is Tony, your host of a Stranger Things podcast, and tonight we're talking about Chapter 3, the episode's called Holly Jolly. Let's jump right into the episode. So I'm going to go on record as to saying that this is probably one of my favorite episodes from uh, Season 1, definitely. Um, There's a lot that is uh, uncovered, we have a lot of uh, character development, we get a little bit of backstory from a little bit of everyone, Um, and I just found this episode to be so uh, appealing and just really uh, uh, refreshing the way they brought about some things. Now, with the beginning of this episode, we uh, we actually uh, start where we ended the last episode, and um, because the last episode, you know, it ended on a huge uh, cliffhanger of, of sorts. I guess um, we see Barb getting taken, and we continue that. Um, line of story at the very top of this episode and we have Barb's death in the upside down so that so and I don't know where a lot of the fan theories came from but um, I don't know maybe in the fifth season at the very end we'll see Barb was not actually killed who knows but you know as far as I can tell this uh, Barb is dead. I mean, the, the Demogorgon got her. She's dead. And at the same time, we have a foreigner song. Um, it's called Waiting for a Girl Like You, which is playing in, in the background while Barb is being taken down further into the Upside Down and being possibly devoured by the Demogorgon. We, uh, we see Nancy. She's having sex with Steve up in the bedroom and obviously he's been waiting for a girl like her so I you know like I've said before um in the uh, previous episode music is a huge thing in this and I've even covered this in the um in the book um that I read throughout you know there was a whole section devoted to the music because of course music is a huge part of the of the 80s it, it makes you feel connected to it uh, music and movies and fashion and um and food comes right you know right behind that of course with uh, video games and things like that but music for me is at the top of the list of that feeling of of 80s nostalgia bringing that about and and having the right music at the right time and that is that is the best thing that I, I, as far as in my opinion that's the best thing you can do for a show that is touting uh being uh nostalgic as far as in definitely as far as the 80s goes and this is a huge step in the uh, right direction them off the bat getting the music right and correct and this is one of the best uh best sequences um in this show as far as i'm you know, as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, and then you have that whole, whole, uh, echo at the very end, as you know, oh, wait a minute, Barb's gone. She's been devoured by the Demogorgon. And there's that echo of foreigner playing in the background. So I love that whole, uh, that whole sequence, that whole scene, that, that whole aspect of just everything surrounding that. It's just, it's gave me all the feels and I'm really excited. And this episode is the episode. It's the linchpin episode that just, torpedoes everything into into place it puts the it puts you right into the very middle of all the action it it keeps drawing you in just when you think you can't get uh, drawn in any more into an episode or into a series 
yeah, uh, Stranger Things pulls the rug right up from under from uh, under you, and you just keep on keep on getting uh, sucked in. Now, there's this scene with uh, Mrs. Wheeler and Nancy's conversation on the stairs. That is a huge, huge uh, part for for me. Um, this this scene is so telling. Just just uh, Karen Wheeler's uh, look at Nancy, uh, her daughter, and just just seeing that that she knows you know she's bullshitting her right, and you know, but just like okay, what can I really do about it? You know, it's like I can't force her to come out and and tell the truth. I can ground her and do all these other things, but she's gonna you know she'll possibly be rebellious or whatever you know the teen angst going on there possibly if she were to go that route. But she's like okay just talk to me now this conversation um this type of conversation is followed up in a in, in an episode uh later um if i'm remembering it's um it's in season uh season two possibly three i can't remember exactly but i know there's a comment no you know what i think it's in season three and it's in one of the first two or three episodes but anyway um i'm getting off on a tangent here on on that whole thing <laughs> but you know i i found this episode to be uh really really uh well done I, you know i keep saying that over and over again but it's just like they they're just paying attention to all the details giving us everything we want as not only as our 80s fans but just as fans of uh of of horror uh just you know insert you know you know uh, whatever you want into the blank and they they are covering it um, whether it's comedy whatever it may be they they are covering it so I um, I really love the scene uh, where uh, Jonathan okay so Jonathan is uh, is awakened to to joy seemingly going crazy in will's room with with lights and this this whole scene just plays out so well and it's kind of comedic almost she's like just sitting there on the bed the way she's playing this uh winona uh the way she's playing this it's just so hilarious but it's so heartbreaking at the same time and they're uh masters uh um all the creators of the show masters of just giving you that 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 feeling of 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 warmth and at the same time giving you the uh the feeling of angst and and just just this dramatic flair that they just uh sprinkle over everything uh, uh the Duffer brothers are absolutely uh wonderful at at doing this and sean levy bringing some of that um to the forefront and just this whole scene with with Jonathan's like you know okay mom's going crazy she's going through some trauma she's traumatized and 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 mom thinks she's talking to Will through these lights and no that's just electricity and just his being really dismissive and saying you know what let's let's just find Will and all this will be okay um, at least in the aspect of you know we can start to get back you know getting back to uh, things being normal, things being normalized for the most part. Okay, so the boys continue with their plan to find Will, you know, with uh, with snacks and weapons. 
okay, it, you know, that's a, that's a good concept, you know, and just as Dustin said, you know, for our travels, that is such an 80s thing to say, because everything was a quest or a journey during the 80s, if you grew up, you know, anytime we were outside playing, or, 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 or we were, you know, getting involved in games, everything was D&D style, whether we knew it or not, it was like, everything's a quest and a journey, and Whenever I would go out to the the uh, the countryside, and I would uh, I would go with my cousins, we would all have these sticks, and you know, and we you know we would you know be walking with these sticks, and we'd be going through the uh, the forest, and everything was a journey, and there was some some danger right around the corner. It just brings right back to one of the things I uh, brought out in the retro guide to the '80s. Uh, it was just a classic classic um uh trope <laughs> um for lack of a better word to uh, or phrase to to actually embark on and him just saying that and then you know we we need the uh snacks for our travels and we need these uh these weapons which aren't going to do anything even one of them uh uh brought that out uh it, it was just uh wonderful to see just that on screen and to just take a peek into that world just for a brief moment now uh there's the moment where nancy is back at school and she's paranoid that everyone is now judging her because she's had you know she's had sex with steve the night before and she's you know walking down the hall as she gets to school and everyone seemingly is looking at her but that's possibly not the the uh the the thing that's going on she's just in her own head really and for for the most part because when she meets up with Steve finally he says that I you know I haven't said anything what about you know the other two that were with us did they say anything because they're more uh more along the lines of saying something and you know quite frankly they are you know bit of an ass you know whole you know for for the most part both of them but uh I just found that scene you know just her you know, there's this really surreal feeling as she's walking through and it's like she's just in her own little world and just the whole world now is judging her because she's uh, done this thing that uh, Barb necessarily uh, didn't want her uh, to do and she feels like she's supposed to be the good girl and she's not supposed to do these type of, of things and, you know, ultimately Barb Barb felt like she was going to be on uh, Steve's wall of shame, which back then slut shaming was a it was a thing, but uh, not so much now. Although it definitely still happens, <laughs> but it, you know it, it was just like okay, you know you're 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 better than this. She even says that uh, to her during one of the uh, one of the scenes when she's walking upstairs to change out of the wet clothes uh, in the um in the uh previous episode and um and uh the widow on maple street so yeah that that whole scene played out really well in my mind but uh going back to uh nancy now nancy starts to uh realize that barb may be missing now she is uh, she's missing she's she's putting starting to put a lot of the pieces together uh she's not in school her you know, this vehicle is still here, which we'll talk about in a moment. And she's like, okay. And she's asking us, you know, a class, a classmate, you know, or, you know, 
have you seen her? And she's like, no, haven't, haven't you seen her? She, you know, you guys are, you know, you know, you know, hand to hand all the time. So you should have seen her before me. And, and she's like, huh, you're right. You know, she's thinking in her mind, you know, then she goes down this long, uh, laundry list of ways that she can find her but before we get into that um let's jump to a hopper and his deputies which pull up to the emerald city as one of the deputies says which i completely fell out onto the floor laughing upon hearing that particular phrase and it was just like like yeah it's like you know they walk up to you know they they drive up to this huge uh huge building the lab where all these experiments and uh, and ultimately we found out later that the upside down is up under that and that's where the source of the upside down is emanating from and we get this just this whole um just this you know we're going to see the wizard right <laughs> and, and and that's all that went through my head because i'm thinking wizard of oz hey we're at emerald city we're knocking on the door we're trying to get in you know the guy with the you know with the you know with the tears and you know bust my you know anyway i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna talk about the wizard of oz but one of my favorite uh, movies one of my favorite movies of all time but it, you know it just that just struck me really really funny just hearing that little phrase just these little things here and there tying in some things it just i just really thought that was uh was wonderful okay so so now we're uh with 11 now 11 is 11 is in the basement and she's actually flying the millennium falcon with with her mind then walks about the house like et and this is definitely a uh callback when you know he was walking around the house and of course 11 didn't get drunk like et did which was one of my you know the funniest scenes to me in a movie especially as a child that i had ever seen that was absolutely uh wonderful to see that now that scene really really uh spoke to me and also just all of the uh all of the commercials on the, the uh, 80s commercials on the tv too that was that was uh, phenomenal whether it was uh he-man and then we have the Co- uh, coca-cola commercial which uh brings back a flashback which takes her right back to the lab and being an experiment and uh or being experimented on and that was really telling because I, I just love these flashbacks with you know like I said there's so much uh, um, character development in each and every one of these episodes and some episodes may focus more on one but by the time we get to you know the end of a, a season we we get there we get their full story and we know where they're coming from and we understand things so when certain things happen in certain instances in certain uh, situations we get that and I, I just love the way they bring all of that to the forefront in each and every uh, episode now joy starts to uh, to put up the now infamous Christmas lights right she's putting them up all over the place and then heads back to the store for more lights <laughs> you know because you know of course lights on one or two walls isn't enough we have to have them all over the house, all over the place, right? So, you know, um, now a more comedic moment with her boss, Donald, happens. And I just love the way she says, Donald, just give me the, you know, lights, give me this, you know, just everything. He's just like, okay, whatever, I'm giving you whatever you need, 
just get out of my store. <laughs> but, but I just loved the way she just plays on uh, his emotions. But she's got some real cause to feel the way she does and to go about things the way she's going about them. And really, he shouldn't. There should not be any uh, apprehension from him whatsoever because of just uh, just what she's going through. She's lost her child. There is nothing as a parent that's uh, more uh, scary than that, than, than, than losing your child and not knowing where your child is. I've had this, and, and a prime example, a personal example, I usually don't have any personal examples of anything on this show, but for me, so there was my, uh, my six-year-old, uh, uh, son, he got, um, he was missing one time in a large retail store and it was only for about uh, five or six minutes. You know, we were walking down the aisle and he, uh, and he walked, you know, cut the corner and went around to another aisle. And of course it was all in the toy section in the toy aisle, but for that very, you know, few minutes, you know, trying to wonder where, where he's in, you know, we, of course we found him a few minutes later and he was just on the aisle on the floor, you know, playing with these toys. But for those moments, everything during that split second, those, those, those moments that go by, everything goes through your head during that time. Did somebody take him? Uh, is, is he kidnapped? I mean, I mean, just, it's just everything. Did, 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 did he go out into the street? I mean, did he get uh, get hit by a car? I mean, just all these things rush and flow through your head for those brief moments. And I can't even imagine this for days on end for that happening. So, you know, and it's it's just like, I don't know. And, you know, for maybe for someone who doesn't have a child, right? And, and you lose your favorite thing in the world. And it's expensive as all get out. And I know I'm not going to compare, you know, an, an item to a child, <laughs> but, but just to get, but just to give you that little bit of a sense of a feeling of how this possibly may, I'm going to get some kickback from even making this example. Maybe I should move on. No, I'm not going to move on. I'm going to continue on with it because if you're really into it, go ahead and dig down all the way down into it. Right. <laughs> but it, it's just, you know, you know, you have this favorite item and it's very, very expensive and you know, you can't replace that item. Right. Or, you know, and, and you lose it and you can't find it and you finally find it. But for those, you know, maybe moments or even days, if you can't find it, you, you are just, you know, just not right during that time. Prime example, or, or maybe a better example, you have this heirloom from your great, great, great grandmother, right? And you have this item and you love this item, but you've lost it. And you know that item can't be replaced ever, ever again. And you've lost it. That's that, that little bit of a feeling there that is, you know, close close not very close but in the same in the same arena we'll just say that <laughs> you know it, but that whole feeling it's like that's what that feels like anyway move on i digress i'm getting on a soapbox and i'm gonna continue on okay so we have uh, hopper and his deputies uh they are now leaving the lab and hopper figures out that you know, the employees, those inside the lab, they're lying because that night on the videotape, because they showed them a videotape uh, right before they left of, you know, no, no one disappearing, nothing happening. They're like, wait a minute, there was no, you know, Hopper. 
uh, he, he said there was no rain on that tape, but that night it was raining. So that makes no sense whatsoever. So he knows immediately they're, they're hiding something and they're lying. So with that, you know, we, after we see that, we briefly see a callback to Alien with Dr. Brenner suiting up to uh, possibly go into the upside down. He's, you know, he's strapping on, you know, the hazmat suit and everything, you know, the mask is on, you know, almost reminiscent again of E.T. And we just see him just going through all of these phases in order to go down into the upside down. And it's, and I love the way they did this scene because as they're having that conversation above ground, Hopper and his deputies about them lying, we go through the vent right down to where Dr. Brenner is suiting up and we see what they're doing. So it's like, right as they're saying this, they, you know, we're, we're saying, we know that what Hopper is saying is absolutely true and they could have you know they could have done something else but just treating the audience as if we are highly intelligent enough to just pick on these subtle things but you know and you know and maybe I'm just dumb I don't know but you know with that I I just found that scene to be really uh, great just that whole sequence of things that that happened within that uh that few uh you know few minutes that we got there now, you know, we uh, we now see a scene with Eleven seeing a picture of Barb. Now, she's, you know, probably now, you know, dead. And, you know, Eleven either sees this or she she senses this or it's it's just, you know, she has this connection, which we've seen in later uh, episodes of this season and going into the uh, second season where she's able to go through that veil and talk to people or hear people like the Russians and, you know, all the, all these uh, other things that, that, that we are so uh, probably would not see if it not been for Eleven and her abilities. Now we, uh, we get to the, uh, to the, to the spot where Jonathan uh, develops pictures of the Steve party and, and the girls and everyone else there. And we, we get this, this really, really uh, wonderful sequence uh, where, where the girl that's in there with him, when he's developing these pictures, he sees, uh, he's, she sees Jonathan and, she sees the pictures that he's developing, even though he tries to quickly pull them down. She sees them anyway, because obviously this comes back uh, much later. Now, Mrs. Willer uh, comes to see Joyce and her wonderful, glorious lights. And she's having so you know some small talk, some conversation with her, trying to give her um, some pre-conversation. Uh, condolences to her because uh, we don't know that Will is dead he's missing and she's trying to give her some support and she brings little Holly uh, with her Holly Jolly ah, I got it now okay anyway but it's just um, it's just or maybe Holly Jolly is going back to the song the Christmas song these Christmas lights so many different tie-ins there Jolly I don't know where that comes into this episode or even this series period but I'm pretty sure at some point we'll figure that out. But anyway, <laughs> I digress again. 
Um, so after, uh, so after Mrs. Willer, uh, Karen, she comes to see Joyce and, you know, they're having a conversation and she's trying to figure out exactly what's going on with Joyce and Joyce is trying to, uh, wonder, you know, she's, she's figuring out why she's there, especially in the, uh, in the way she's there. But, uh, but I just, I just love this whole, uh, this whole scene with them, um, slightly playing off of one another. Now, Hopper is now at the library and, you know, finds some information on the MK Ultra experiments and all of these, uh, experiments that were done on these, uh, children. And, you know, he throws out some theories to, uh, his deputy, uh, deputy Powell, which has been on, um, a couple of other, um, um, uh, series on Netflix. Obviously he has this like contract with, um, with Netflix to do, you know, certain characters, whether they're large or small, he's, he's been on a lot of shows, but you know, uh, Hopper, he throws out these, uh, these really big, um, um, grandiose, some of them, and some of them, not so much. Some of them are really grounded and you can like, okay, I can see where this can happen. Maybe Will's in the wrong place at the wrong time. He saw some things he shouldn't have seen. You know, even Hopper goes on to say that, you know, I'm not saying that this is a, uh, this is a, some grandiose, you know, conspiracy, but maybe just maybe possibly he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, you know, and then he connects that with 11 being in the gown and these children are seen in these MK ultra, uh, pictures with gowns on with shaved heads and it's a lot of the same things going on he's trying to connect a lot of this stuff and he's really really smart and you can tell where you know his detective skills are are top notch ever since we we have seen the uh the the Cadillac scene with him finding the uh the bike and like oh wait a minute you know this is like a Cadillac to kids and definitely 80s uh, bikes in the 80s were definitely uh, like Cadillacs to us. We really, really loved uh, Cadillacs. <laughs> I mean, bikes. Same thing. But it, it, it just, um, it just really brought back a lot of what maybe possibly his backstory and him being a a really good detective. And you know, I just, I just love the way they are playing off of uh, one another. Now, little Holly back at the uh, back at the buyer's house. Little Holly, she uh, she sees the lights lighting up as she's walking down the hall, and it's lighting up as if it's like uh, encounters of a third kind. While seeing a a callback of sorts to a nightmare on Elm Street, where the entire figure is just coming out of the wall, and we get this slight, you know possibility that little Holly is going to tell what she saw and Joyce is asking her and looking really, really, uh, uh, disturbed at this very moment, trying to get this information out of her. And Mrs. Willow just, you know, snatches her up and like, you know, we've got to go. And then she's basically Joyce is like, yeah, you, you may want to go. And she just, you know, pushed them out as if she knows that there's some type of danger. And she's, uh, Joyce has even brought up that she heard some type of alien or rather animal sound on the other side it almost sounded animal like and she's trying to figure all this stuff out in her head and you can see it on her face Nona Ryder plays this role so well you can just see all these emotions flowing through her face without even having to say a lot of what's going on in her head 
And that's the really, for me, that's a really, uh, a really great sign of a great actor or actress. Now, we get this, uh, we get this uh, next scene where Nancy uh, calls Barb's mom now because she's con- now she's really concerned now, and she calls you know Barb's mom and she continues the uh, the search for her. And this basically leads her uh, nowhere at this point. So she's really trying to figure out, okay, I, I, you know, I'm at a loss now. I need to figure out what is going on uh, with, with Barb, where she is. It's not making any sense. She's not at school. She's not home. And, and then we go into the, uh, to the, uh, the uh, scene that comes up here in a little bit. But I'm going to jump over to Jonathan. Now, Jonathan gets his camera broken by Steve and crew because of having these these pictures. Now we talked a little bit about this on the previous episode and uh, you know, you know Jonathan he knew it was wrong even, you know, even then he knew it was, you know, was wrong taking the pictures of them without their consent and this is definitely wrong. And but it was more of an art, artistic thing for him. It wasn't a pervy thing. Although there might have been a brief moment in his mind where he was taking pictures and he kind of like he looked away and looked down a little bit when Nancy was getting undressed in the uh, top floor. Maybe he was feeling like, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. This is not right. I should stop. And then, you know, and then he, you know, and then he's pulled away um, for a brief moment. Now, we get a flashback with Eleven, um, basically killing the guards. And from what I can tell, at this moment, at this moment in time, she is using her powers fully to the top uh, and the best of her ability. She is just wrecking fools at this point, right? I mean, she's throwing them against walls, cracking necks, and she's bleeding not only from her, you know, both nostrils, but from her ear as well and I know this is I didn't know this is the first time around but she's bleeding from you know every uh every uh, part of her um of the top of her head and you know she's you know she feels like she looks as if she's exhausted and if we remember in the the last episode the gate I think it's what it's called in season two we uh, we see her where she's you know basically raised up above the gate and she's trying to close it and she's using everything in her uh, arsenal all her strength and she's basically just she falls to the ground because she's just so exhausted by by using this amount of of energy to close the gate and a lot of that that use of energy and that use of targeted uh, rage towards the gate that comes from, and, the, and this is a much maligned episode, is episode seven called uh, The Sister, Lost Sister, I can't remember, but I know it has a sister in the title, but <laughs> anyway, um, that was from Kali um, teaching her how to harness that, almost as if Darth Vader is, is teaching Luke how to use the Force, the Dark Force, right? And, and, and it's just... Um, you know, using, using the dark side, you know, for his advantage. And she's using a bit of that in that scene. And, but she seems to be a little bit, uh, exhausted. Um, and to say a little bit is, you know, really an understatement. But then we, uh, we see Nancy, she finds Bob, Barb's car, right? And heads back to Steve's house. 
then hears a noise in the woods and she possibly sees the the demogorgon at that time and that is uh that is one of the scarier uh scenes that i've seen up um in the episode um or the, really the series overall um as as of yet because this is in you know she's she's looking one way and she hears something one way and it may that may have been just an animal but the actual demogorgon is right behind her now if we remember uh steve not steve but uh jonathan he was actually in those woods taking a picture taking a picture of something that we uh you know the the uh the footprint it didn't look human. Like I said, the footprint looked as if it was animal, but not quite animal. Um, it's almost like when people take pictures of uh, Bigfoot, you know, the, the, the prints, you know, it's like, I, you know, I don't know exactly what this is, but that, but remember when that, that was, uh, that was brought out. Um, and yeah, that was me that brought it out, but, <laughs> but it, it was just, it was really interesting to see that. And like I said, and like I said, there there's these little subtle things that are that are happening that are brought out and brought to our attention. And if we're not watching these episodes uh, over and over again, whichever one should be watching these episodes over and over and over again, because at some point we're going to have to do that unless we get to the spinoffs and then we can take a little bit of a break. But yeah, so I found that to be really, uh, really interesting. Now. Uh, now, now Joyce is back at the house, seeing the uh, Christmas lights lighting up, and we get the uh, the classic scene and meme with her and the the ball of light sitting up under the uh, the cabinet, and that just for me just really really brought everything home. She she finally has some some connection here, and we we really really feel for her at this moment because she feels as if she's finally got some connection some uh concrete connection with will because she's asking him you know you know uh blink the lights one for yes blink the lights no uh twice for no and for me there's definitely some uh ouija board overtones going on here if not outright at at most moments especially with the lights on the wall now Nancy comes comes clean to her mom about Barb being missing. And this is just so, you know, so hard for her to do, but she finally does it. And you can see that she's, you know, visibly upset about this whole uh, thing going on and going down the way it uh, the way it happened. Now, Hopper and his uh, deputy talk about Dr. Brenner and the MK Ultra uh, and, you know, where a lot of this comes into comes into play now i absolutely loved this uh this whole uh the way this whole thing played out and the way it's really ramping up and we're starting to get these pieces and everything is starting to make sense and everything is starting to come uh come together now joyce actually makes a ouija board a ouija board with uh with the lights and with and then with the uh the lights uh will spells out r u n which of course spells out run right and you know enter the demogorgon at this point this is one of the most frightening scenes because this is like get out of the house 
Why are you still there? You need to go as soon as possible. Now, the boys uh, hear sirens and and follow and follow them to the uh, to the uh, quarry, meeting uh, Chief Hopper. Um, now this leads uh, now this leads to us finding Will's body, or is it? Okay, we know it. You know it, it isn't, but it for dramatic effect. This was, was wonderfully, uh, wonderfully done, and just this whole scene is just gut wrenching. It's just heartbreaking because Hopper is like, I don't want this to be. You know, don't be this kid because of course he's got this trauma from not only uh, his own daughter, but but you know having this trauma of you know having to try to find Will and having Joyce and all these kids and just all of this is just coming back down on him. And you could just see the disappointment and just the sadness with within him, a sadness that I hadn't seen before. And it's finally coming to uh, fruition at this very, very moment. Now, the scene where they found Will's body is the saddest of the series thus far, followed by a distraught Mike in the next scene he is just crying he's you know and and at the same time because there's so much going on in this very little scene here with Mike as he comes into the house as he leaves the other boys uh, left at the quarry he uh, he he's there and he's crying and his mom is coming in what's what's wrong and obviously he tells her what's going on but at the same time if you look Barb's parents are in the room talking to the wheelers so that is something that is coming up really soon as well so like i said this episode was bonkers there was so much going on and if you just pay attention to just one thing you'll probably miss you know some of the other things that are going on because at some time because sometimes there were two or three different things going on all at the same time and sometimes you have to watch these episodes you know more more than now at the first time around watching that I was like, oh, there's just some random people in the uh, in the room. But then, you know, at first I thought it was, uh, wait a minute, is this uh, is this uh, Joyce and maybe Lonnie? He, you know, he'd come from uh, from the big city, come down. I don't know. It's like, no, wait a minute. He's dressed up a little bit. No, I no. And I just love this whole scene. Just all of this playing all out at the same time. And then. You you have the pieces which are starting to to really come together as to what's really going on in Hawkins, Indiana. And I just adored, adore this uh, this episode because for me, this is the episode, like I said before, this is the episode that is the linchpin for everything. And it truly starts to bring everything concretely together it just it just seals okay this is going on because in these next the next three episodes are probably the most important episodes of this series because this gets everything this sets up everything for the entire series moving forward episode four through six is definitely you know these are the episodes and then you have the seven and eight of the the uh, closures um, episodes where you know we, we we get to where we we found will but then we get this cliffhanger, you know, Will isn't exactly Will, but we'll talk about that when we get to the uh, episode itself. 
But this is the uh, well. This is this is everything I have for this episode. Like I said, I I, I love this episode so much because this is the episode. Um, this is the most famous episode I think of all the episodes because this is where all the memes come from. This is where you know basically everything that we think about pretty much in Stranger Things you know, at least at least when it first came out. This is you know this is the episode that brought us a lot of those. Uh, those things that we think about but anyway this has been tony with the stranger things podcast i hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh we have two more episodes coming up we're uh, really gearing up for the start of the new uh season i am so uh so excited and i hope you guys will join me for all of these episodes that are coming up here i'm, I'm gonna sprinkle in some uh some new uh, episodes to go along with these um, episodic episodes here, but I hope you guys uh, uh, tune in for all of that. Well, I'll see you guys on the next episode of a Stranger Things podcast.